Welcome to a new episode of Pillow Talk with Diamond Diva. I am your host, Miss Diamond Diva. I have some fun topics, so let's get into it. Has anybody ever asked you what brings you peace? What keeps you sane? What keeps you grounded? And what keeps you going? I think it is an important question that we have rarely can answer. We rarely talk about, even though it's something that is probably one of the most important questions you can ask yourself that you can really dive into. When I ask for questions about what I should talk about on my podcast, what people wanted to hear from me, this was one of the first responses. And oddly enough, a lot of people responded with similar questions about this. And I didn't realize how much I project how peaceful I am. How, not even peaceful, but how at peace I am with who I am and where I am in life. I have been through traumas, ups and downs, depression, a whole world of things that people should never have to deal with, but, you know, come around and grow from, heal from, and move on from. But when I got asked what brings me peace, it is quite simply that I am me and I don't pretend to be anybody else. I am not trying to do or be anything other than myself and being completely content in who I am as a solid individual brings me more peace than I think I ever realized until I got asked. I think a lot of people focus on your status as far as finances or who you're with, who you're around the company you keep or the job that you have. Because let's be honest, if you ask somebody what they do for a living, you're basically calculating how much respect to give them. Because if they say anything that's unimpressive, you don't look at them differently. So I think being completely comfortable with being a plus size woman, being a black woman, being someone that has healed from traumas and sure of herself and where she's going, I think I'm more at peace than I realized before I was asked. So things that bring me peace in my day to day would definitely be knowing that I'm comfortable, knowing that I have a roof over my head, that I have food in my fridge and I have friends I can call if I need anything, if I need their support, if I need their love, if I need um, just an ear or if I want to listen to them. I want to hear about everyone's day. I want to hear about what good shit you got going on, what makes you the dope individual that I call my friend, what makes you who you are, what brings you joy. Because I think Peace and joy are very tied together. So if you're doing things that fill your day with joy, you have nothing but peace to to surround yourself in. 
Um, but that's that's a little bit about where I'm coming from when I say that I'm at peace. Being able to live my life who I am unapologetically is very much why I'm at peace. Um, I felt like I got on a soapbox there, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Let's get into another question. Um, how do I grant my people's grace when they're overstepping boundaries but still hold them accountable? I find that this is a very loaded question and it's because I think woke culture wants you to be so pro-black that you don't see anything wrong outside of that or you basically have to have rose-colored glasses when it comes to black folk and it's no it's not about you know letting them get passes or anything like that but it's understanding that I'm not gonna be another hurdle but I'm not gonna let you make us look foolish And I think finding that balance is definitely a task because as much as you want to allow your people's grace, you want to make sure that it's benefiting them. You want to hold them to a standard for themselves that you hold for yourself and that you hold for Black people across the board instead of just greenlighting all behaviors because yeah we police ourselves more than any other race yeah we police how we act how we how we show out how we express ourselves to other people but that shouldn't be a sacrifice for letting people overstep boundaries I think it's important to hold everyone accountable. You're probably going to give more grace to Black folks because you know what they're going through. But at the same time, having them understand that you can't cross certain lines with you is not about, you know, letting them overstep, but it's about personal respect. So I think it's, it's a fine line to walk and it's a balancing act without question because I've even seen myself like as much as I want to be you know very militant in my blackness and very pro-black so to speak I think there is a level of well you know the white establishments don't do this so why y'all doing it but it's you know it's deeper than that I can't I can't hold black people to the same standard as white people because it's not the same playing field I can't get mad at a fish for not being able to walk when they were born to be in the water so um it's a it's a topic that's loaded in many forms so I think this will definitely be something that we come back to on a later episode but in the short term I would have to say that allowing people to be themselves and be their unapologetic selves, holding them accountable to a standard that is respectable across the board 
while giving them grace for crossing boundaries that you know are difficult for them to maintain. I think it's easy to tell somebody like, hey, yo, I don't like that. But to disrespect them in the process is what causes more tension than necessary. But, I mean, what do I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so one of my next questions, we're going to start to get spicy because a lot of these questions are now spicy. Um, How long should good sex last? Well... (laughs) There's no time limit on good sex. I think good sex is good sex, whether it's an hour or three hours or five hours, multiple rounds, or or if it's one solid round. Like, if it's good, it is good for everyone involved. It is safe. It is fun. And it gets the job done. I think what a lot of people fail to realize is good sex does not come at the cost of one person's orgasm. It is a consensual, obviously sex is consensual. That's not up for debate, but it is communication at its finest. Me loving on you, you loving on me, us coming together to climax to an ex- to an experience that is amazing for both of us. I think what happens a lot of times when women are allowing men that have never been taught to love on them, they don't understand what good sex is because they're allowing these men to use their bodies to masturbate. I think women that use men for something are in the same boat. Like, yeah, you're giving them pussy, but you're not getting any pleasure out of it because you're getting something else out of it. You don't need to exchange sex for love or material things. Sex is just supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a good time. So however long that lasts, doesn't matter. What it's supposed to be, what it keeps getting perverted into our you know a topic for a different day but um but yeah man good sex um sex before a relationship my thoughts on that um I think it depends on what kind of relationship you're trying to have I think if sex is always the end goal then relationship is not is not part of that. You have, okay, I want to continuously have sex with you, but I also want to build a life with you. It doesn't matter if we had sex before we got into a relationship or not. If my end goal is to build a relationship with you, sex can happen at any time whenever the two people are ready. I think people confuse sex and love all the time so it's it's really dependent on what your your goal is if you want to have a long-lasting relationship that is what you're moving in purpose of if you're just trying to get a nut then what does relationship have to do with anything 
you're just having sex. So I think finding that distinction and realizing that you can have one without the other, I think people are far more likely to get what they want out of interactions with people. If you want to have sex before a relationship, cool. If you don't, cool. But if you're looking for somebody that's that's not looking for the same thing as you, that's where the problem is. It doesn't matter if you want to have sex with them or not. If they're not interested in that, then there's nothing else to talk about. But, you know, that's just me. Um, How do you present something new in the bedroom without it being awkward? When I tell you I have asked this question so many times in my life to myself, to my friends, to (laughs) to partners, like it's if it's awkward. It's hard to. To say that you're actually comfortable in the relationship. I know that it's kind of like it's kind of a fucked up thing to say, but what I'm saying is if you're with the person, you want to introduce something new, you should be able to talk to them about it, period. It's not so much that something about it embarrasses you or makes you shy about it. But my thing is, if you're trying to spice things up or if things are getting stagnant and you want to talk to your partner about that, there shouldn't be anything awkward. If you feel unsexy, and your partner is not reassuring you, I think it's important to make that communication out. Like, I'm heavy with the communication, right? So it's like, hey, babe, I know I haven't been feeling the sexiest recently, but I could really use your encouragement right now. I could really use some words of affirmation from you to make me feel like you still want me. And I think it's a direct conversation to have. But I think that it, I say that in the sense of I'm a very direct person. So for me, it's hard to broach topics that I'm not direct about. Like, I don't know how to do a roundabout. I don't know how to slyly like manipulate something. Like, no, I'm just direct. It's like, this is what it is. So I think it's interesting the way this question was asked And I, you know, not to say anything about the person I asked it, but like, I think that if you want something to change, if you want something different, if you're looking for something more with your partner, tell them that. If they just write you off, that's a whole other conversation to have. That's not a healthy relationship, but I'm not here to give specific relationship advice. What I'm saying is if you want to try something new because you're not feeling sexy, talking to your partner to get the affirmation that like, yeah, we could try some new shit if that's going to make you feel like you. And I think people fail to, I wouldn't say like, no, I think like people fail to underestimate how good communication works in relationships. It's always, well, oh, you're not in a relationship, so you don't know no better. Like, 
okay, I'm not in a relationship and I'm not here to tell anybody how to be in a relationship. But you got to understand at some point, hey, some shit's not working right here. Like, no matter how much I love you, no matter how much we've been through, if I can't talk to you about stuff, where does that fit in our lives? Like, how does that make us, you know, a partnership? So, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like if you want to try something new, it's a direct conversation, period. That's the short answer. But I think having background and having knowledge and having, you know, other information about who asked this, I love you. And I want you to know I'm not saying one thing or another. I think to be as direct as possible is going to be your best route with this. And anybody else that's listening that thinks that this might pertain to their relationship, I'm not telling you to break up or stay together or anything like that because that's not how I roll. But I need you to understand that if you can't be direct with the person that you're with, that's a different conversation. You should be able to talk to whoever you're with and bring up any topic under the sun because that's your person. If that's your person, you can talk to them about anything and they're not going to judge you. They're not going to belittle you. They're not going to berate you because they get you and they love you and they want you to be happy just as long, just as much as you want them to be happy. A little bit of a preachy, but I'm very, very passionate about being in healthy relationships and not letting your worth be tied to how somebody talk to you and how somebody treats you in a relationship. I don't tolerate no disrespect from anybody that I deal with on that level, let alone friends or anything of that nature. I kind of got a little sidetracked, but back to the, <laughs> back to the topic at hand, I think depending on what you're trying to try, unless it's some real out there shit, level it up to them. If you want to try, you know, having sex outside, start in your backyard. It's private. It's, you know, it's secluded. It's outside. It's intimate, but it's also thrill-seeking. If you're trying to introduce, like, I don't know, handcuffs or, you know, some spanking or something, I don't know, whatever you're into, right? If you're trying to introduce that into it, make sure that was gross. I apologize. Make sure that they have never been traumatized by handcuffs or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's levels to that you can always get to. They have if you're trying to try butt stuff, they have, you know, a training kit from small to large, like because you can't just go into it you know, all crazy if that's not what you're used to. That's my advice for that one. Um, How do you keep things spicy with somebody long distance? So this one is very near and dear to my heart (laughs) because I am in a long distance relationship. I think being in a long distance relationship is, is difficult. It's not for the weak. And if you're not purposeful with it, it, can feel like wasted time in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, 
I don't think I had any kind of sexual talk with my boyfriend now for probably a year into the relationship. I think we actually got to know each other as people without the hangups of sex. So it was a gradual increase. Like I was just saying, if you're trying to spice it up, you gotta, you gotta gradually increase it. Right. So it was us being on FaceTime, me, um, being flirty, me being, you know, pushing the edge, the envelope to get more reaction out of him. It's the gradual progression to sending pictures back and forth to videos, to us being on FaceTime, to, you know, all the way building up to when we actually had sex, to the okay, so next time I'm in town, let's try this. Next time you're in town, um, let's try that. It's, we can build on it if you build levels into it. I think what a lot of people tend to do, especially in this this day and age, you keep spice in long distance relationships and relationships in general, because you genuinely want to be with that person. If you're just trying to fuck and get over with it, what's the point of being in the relationship? Because you want that person? There is 8 billion people on this planet and you worried about one motherfucker? Sorry. That is beyond me. Unless that is your person, why are you tripping on being in a relationship with somebody you just want to fuck? Where does that make sense? It doesn't. But, you know, people are going to keep doing what they do. They're going to keep complaining about the hookup culture, even though they completely perpetuate it. And they're going to end up in the same situation that they were in before they started. And mad at anybody that didn't give them what they wanted or played with them like they didn't give the same mixed signals. If you're not purposeful with how you interact with people, you will never find your person. You got to really look at how you talk to people, how you interact, how you get things from people, your give and take, and really look at how you expect to have anything long lasting when you treat everyone like they're temporary. You get brainwashed by the dating apps because you didn't talk for them so long on an app. And by the time you meet up, you didn't talked about everything that is quote unquote okay to talk about because you're not going to ask about a childhood trauma on a first date, even though you know their whole history from talking to them for the last two, three weeks or whatever. You want to spice things up? Get video chat, okay? Spice it up like that. If you need to see that person, if you want to be around them, if you want to sex them, include it, incorporate it. I think sexting is overrated, but that's because it's basically foreplay and long distance sexting is kind of fucked up because there's no actual (laughs) contact. You're not leading up to anything. I'm leading up to touch myself. I didn't need to sex you all day for that, but... I guess it's it really just depends on 
who you ask, what you're looking for, and what you want out of it. If your person that you're dealing with is serious about being with you, learn how to translate their love languages, their intimacy languages, their foreplay and physical presence into a digital world. Building trust and building respect for people is a big part of that. Because if I send you a video that I find on the internet and I only sent it to you, that's a whole other fucking problem. Okay? So, I am about 25 minutes in. And I didn't want this one to get too long because it is the first episode. But if you have any questions, if you have any topics that you want me to talk about, you want to talk to me about, you want to be a guest on the show, please, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram at D-Y-M-O-N-D underscore diva. Hit me up on Instagram at Diamond Diva. Hit me up on Facebook. I have a Diamond Diva Productions page. I also have a website, DiamondDivaProductions.com. The link will be in my bio, as it always is, on every site, on everything. If you want to just share your thoughts, email me. Hit me up. I'm here. So with that, I will let you all go. Thank you for listening.